0: Welcome to the SDR Chronicles with your host, Morgan J. Ingram. This is the source for motivation, tips, and skills for all aspects of your sales, sales development, and entrepreneurial journey. I'm OG, y'all new to the game. What's going on everybody here for another interview where you guys will get tactical advice, get some strategies that you can work on and get yourself in the right process across the board as you all know that we do with these interviews and I'm excited to hear today Doreen we met at an event sales confidence in UK I don't I don't remember what was that it was like September maybe I think I believe that's what yeah. it was I think every month runs runs across each other nowadays but we met each other event and we stayed in contact and I wanted to bring her on the show to talk about again you guys probably obviously heard this in the space but again I always want to get different people's perspectives on this which again, at the end of the day, we have to always be thinking about how can we elevate ourselves? How can we get better? And what we're gonna be talking about today is women in tech and then, but from Doreen's perspective, right? And so she has changed her role. She's now inside sales manager at Facebook workplace uh, covering APAC, Latim, and EMEA. And I'm super excited about this topic today because we're heading into International Women's Day and we want to be able to highlight that. And so, Doreen, tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you're excited about this topic today
1: yeah no definitely thank you so much morgan so basically as you said um i just changed roles so now i'm working for uh, workplace from facebook uh, so it's a very challenging role where i am now the inside sales manager so basically i have three different teams i have a team of uh, inside sales rep so basically there'll be closing deals and then sdrs that will be uh, taking care of all the inbounds and obrs that will do the outbounding um on all the three territories that you said and before that i was working at box uh, a bit in the same role where i had um, i was an inside sales team leader uh, still in tech Um, and for me the topic of women in tech is very important because we don't have the same um, amount of women that we have men unfortunately it's getting better so definitely we see more women in tech and i hope to see almost 50 percent very soon and we don't see as well a lot of leaders um, that are women. Uh, so that's something that I really care about. Um, I'm happy that at Facebook, we see a good um, diversity on this, mm-hmm. but I really want to get to a point that it's across all, all companies and we get as well a great awareness of this role and that we don't, we don't, we're not shy about it as well.
0: Absolutely. So, so I'm curious from your perspective, in being a woman, what made you go into sales? And did you have certain, certain thoughts going into it? You were like, huh, oh, I don't know about this. And it, it made you hesitant. And then what ended up making you make that move? Or maybe you weren't hesitant at all. And you were just like, no, this is what I wanted to do. Curious to hear your, in your thoughts as you were going through this.
1: Yeah. So it's a good question. So I started uh, in sales in B2C at first. So it's when I lived in Australia, I was uh, managing a store. So basically you do like the day to day of um, Mm. store management and you have like direct clients, but it's really B2C. I enjoy that. And then I changed career and um, I work more in the admin legal part of it at Bloomberg. Yeah. But, like my friends were almost all in in sales, right? Um, Most men, couple of women, but not that many. And they really enjoyed themselves, right? They were having fun. They were in tech. And they were like really challenged by their role. And I'm like, I really want to go back in sales. But I didn't want to go back in retail. I wanted to really stay in B2B and just um, continue my career um, being in sales. So even though Bloomberg was an amazing company, I'm like, I need to go in pure tech, not fintech. So everyone was like, you're crazy. Don't leave Bloomberg, it's (laughs) a making company, what you're doing. And I'm like, no, I have to take this risk. Um, And I I chose to go to Box, uh, which is a great company too. And that's where we met. Um, uh, But basically, um, it was not an easy choice uh, because I was very comfortable in my previous role, um, I was a bit stressed to do the change, but very happy and comfortable after a few months changing.
0: So, curious on this as well, and you being, you were be in Australia, you were in the European market, you worked with people that have been in, in the States market. Do you find that there's a difference on how women are viewed in each one of those sales roles in each one of those regions, or is it the same across the board?
1: No, definitely. Um, it's a bit different uh, across regions. I won't say like there is like huge gaps, uh, uh, but definitely uh, when I was in the US, uh, because I live in New York as well, um, the gap was a bit bigger. Um, It was, and everyone was very like free to talk about it. Uh, It was not taboo at all. But I can see in the UK, we have way more women uh, being in sales. I don't know why. I don't know if it's cultural or anything. Uh, We are not all from the UK. Uh, The team is very diverse from everyone uh, across the globe. So it's very cool. Like a bit like you are in in, in London, like you are like surrounded by people from whole Europe.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But it's cool to see like everything changing a little bit as like three years ago, I would say only like 20, 25% of my team would be women. And it's really increasing.
0: Yeah, no, that, and that's good. And then, so how are you going about, so someone mentioned this the other day in interviews the way if they were a woman leader and the way that they interview when a women's come in and is different than how they interview a male. So are you seeing that the same way when you're looking to recruit people that are diversity or do you treat the interview the same? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that as well.
1: No, I treat, I treat uh, people completely the same. They're women okay. or men. At the end of the day, I'm not looking to hire only women. Yeah. If if the men if men are better, they're better. I want yeah. the best in my team. <laughs> For
0: sure. <You> know, absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely.
1: So I really don't care about the background, um, but I can see a difference the way people interview. 100. Um, percent women will interview a bit different than men and right. they will not show off the same like experience and qualities they will as well sometimes use like excuses for being successful like oh i was so lucky that i got this role and i'm like no maybe it's because you work very hard that you got the role <laughs> yeah. no? um so there is this kind of difference when a men will say yeah i worked very hard i did this this and this and i got that role." yeah so it's really different the way they will like really portray themselves.
0: Yeah. And I even like thinking about that in in further detail is when you're doing these interviews, you mentioned backgrounds. Are there certain backgrounds that you look for? And one of the reason I'm asking that question and where I'm going with it is some people like when I was hiring, I always looked at, did this person have a sports background or an insurance background, or maybe they were from hospitality. Do you look for the same thing? And then if you have, what profiles or backgrounds have you seen to be successful?
1: Um, I will not say I look like for a particular background, but I love to see people like with international um, experience um, because normally they're more open to like different culture. And because I cover different territories in different uh, continent, I really need them to understand the difference in all the cultures. So Mm -hmm. definitely that's a big plus for me. Um, When I hire for SDRs, I'm not looking for someone with sales experience. I'm more looking for a personality, someone with a good, grade, someone that yeah. is motivated and that doesn't shy away from a challenge. Um, so that really is something important. And as well ensuring that, you know, when you're in an SDR and it's a, you're on frontline, making sure that the first goal, they won't take it personally. They will be tough enough to continue dealing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's more personality than background.
0: No, and, and so for the personality, what type of questions are you asking to figure out they have a personality? Because anyone, anyone can fake a personality in the interview yes. and, then, and then you hire them and you're like, oh, this person's a dud. So, so how do you make <laughs> sure that this person is someone you want to talk to or hang out with?
1: Yeah, like it's always hard because at the beginning, like, are you faking? Like, is it true? Yeah. Um, for me, it's always um, uh, ask them. So how will you react to this? And I ask for an example in their life. And I really focus on their body language to make sure like, they look at me in the eyes if we are face to face or you know, the voice is not shaking or something if it's on the phone. Uh, always asking for an example of what they are talking uh, about. That really helps me to make sure they're not faking it. Mm. Um, and as well, I love to ask um, about their past experience. Could be at university or like a, a professional experience because mm-hmm. sometimes they're just fresh from university and I asked like how they interact with each other and how their friends are talking about them Mm -hmm. and I liked this question because they it's like you need to think about yourself and they will be like oh my friends will say I'm someone cool to hang out with or I'm someone very direct or I'm someone very emotional so it's cool to see this like the way their friends see them
0: yeah no that's and then also as well when it comes to the people that you hire as well are you asking them to do because you mentioned your friends were in sales that were women are you mentioning to it doesn't have to be women but just in general as you're hiring you're like hey you have a really good personality you are a good fit and you ask them to get referrals to bring their friends and their likeness into the organization as well
1: sorry can you repeat
0: yeah so more so the question i'm asking here is when you hire good people, are you asking them to like bring in referrals to to be hired and come in the organization as well?
1: So that's more after it's HR. Yeah, after Um,
0: so after you've hired them and they're good, it's like, hey, I want more people like you, let's bring in some referrals there.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's the best way to hire, it's with referrals. So Mm -hmm. always asking, hey, You've been doing great after a couple of months you know within the company do you know anyone else that would be interesting to join us with the same personality the same grid and that's the best way really like to just grow a team um mm-hmm. thanks to referral and we normally like have a good system to like hire like us through their referrals and they like it because they are very like competitive about it and they're mm-hmm. like hey that's my friend thanks to me they are here and the good thing is then they buddy each other and they train each other and it's just super successful in the team afterwards
0: yeah absolutely and so once you have that team in place obviously you got to you got to lead them right and so so from your from your perspective what are the five things that you look at or the things that you do on a daily basis or characteristics even five of those things that you see yourself that makes you a good leader and make sure that you can make sure that your team is effective across the board because you got the talent there, but now it's all you got to lead them. So how are you doing that?
1: Yeah. So for me, one of the most important thing is to be available. So when you're a leader uh, and that's as well, the issue of people that are just going individual contributor yeah. is the pack agenda. So you have meetings after meetings and back-to-back meetings throughout your day, and you have to make sure to be available for your team because at the end of the day, you're leading people, not um, a product. So you want to make sure you're here for them. So being available is one of the first thing uh, that I encourage all leaders to be. The second thing is to be direct and transparent. Uh, So as soon as I see something, I say something. So Mm. I'll be just... Talking, if they are in a remote country, I'll be calling them. I prefer to do that via video as well. So kind of create a bond, uh, ensuring that um, I would just share feedback, understand as well um, what happened in the situation. And even if it's like a kudos, I prefer to deliver it like Jeff yeah. Um So that's something very important. The third thing for me uh, would be to have a safe space for them to share feedback to me. Uh, so it could be like via email as well, like calling me or just being on the floor with me. Uh, having like this safe environment uh, to share anything that they want. And you will see that via this system, they will be so innovative and they find like new way like to prospect in a certain country or new way like to create a new campaign. Mm-hmm. So really letting them the full process in their hands. I like as well to not be on their back all day. So yeah. I'm not a micro-manager. <laughs> you, you, don't, really, you don't
0: hover over people?
1: <laughs> no, I really can't do that. I hate micromanagement. You have to sometimes when you have a like performance issue, unfortunately. Mm. But as much as I can, I just let them live. Um, as the fourth point, uh, I think it's important uh, to really Um, show and lead by example, what I mean by that is just to take the phone sometimes or, you know, if they are struggling with a client or a prospect, just to say, hey, what about I send the email and I CC you and maybe that would be easier and maybe Mm -hmm. I can just help in the process, you know, to have an exec somewhere. So really helping is not because you're a sales manager that you're not on the field with them. So just being on the call, uh, taking the calls or could be as well like uh, on LinkedIn, adding prospect for them and like trying the first message and then after they do the discovery call So you kind of hand over the prospect afterwards. I think that works very well So they really feel that they are not alone uh, in the sales process and The fifth thing uh, for me would be training and sharing knowledge Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the room we always have so smart people and it's very interesting to let them share And so I always like create chats. So on workplace, we have like constant chat to share like best practices, what work very Mm -hmm. well or not. So it's really nice to see how everyone is learning from each other, or even it's, hey, I just read this amazing book. You should definitely read it. Like, really like. To share everything, like you, when you came uh, in September, straight after our meeting, I shared your best practice for voicemail uh, on LinkedIn.
0: Oh, yeah, still, still hot. People are so fired up.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I love that. And straight away, my team um, did it at the time at Box, and you were so successful, you know. So it's like, as soon as you learn something new, just share it. Let's do it together.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, is there a person that you? go-to to to make sure that that does get executed? And the reason I'm asking this question is because people get fired up about the tactic or the strategy, they do it once and then they fall off. So is there a person that on the team that you always pinpoint like, this is my guinea pig essentially to try out new tactics? Is that something that you do?
1: So it depends. Uh, So what I would do is whether we're gonna do do it as a group Yep. Uh, so we all do it together or if it's for a particular country or personnel an industry i might have someone already aligned to it mm-hmm. otherwise i will ask my team lead uh, to run it and really like run the project follow up and do it themselves um, or the top performer i would say when you have a top performer there um, that's someone really you can trust uh, yep. to have the best practices and normally it works pretty well
0: no, no, I think that that's that's key there. And then also you mentioned you don't like overbearing people as a manager. I was the same way. However, when someone is not performing well, how do you make sure you're not overbearing them, but also pressing them that yo, <laughs> if you don't do well, like you're in trouble. So how do you do that? I think that's important. And especially how do you do that from especially from a women's perspective? Because, you know, if you're too aggressive, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, what I'm saying. So I, I would like to be curious to hear your thoughts on that, too.
1: Yeah, um, I think the main thing is to stay human in that process. We are all emotional people that some people are very emotional, some people aren't, but making sure that we really talk human to human. We have a lot of conversation via phone, via conference call or face-to-face if it's possible, if we're on the same floor. But if this person is not performing, whether it's me or the direct line manager, it's going to be... Daily feedback because we want to make sure they are up for success. A performance plan yeah. is really a way to succeed. I don't see it as a way to exit, mm. um, but you document it right. It's going to be daily progress. I hope so. Progress. Yeah. Uh, to <laughs> yeah, make sure yeah, I like the so. team, um, but as well that's something that they can track. So normally I would like create a spreadsheet on Excel where I put all the results and the rep can see it as well. So it's all transparent. They see how they're doing. It's very colorful. (laughs) and So at least they know where they are. And there is no surprises at the end, whether they pass or they don't. Uh, And on this, at least they don't have to wonder what's going on because it's super stressful when you're on a performance plan. They know it's all transparent. It's out there. And as well, they can ask questions. Hey, I think I'm not doing well there. Can you give me more training or not? And let's be honest, sometimes they want to be like out. and They are fed up, they are tired of it. And that's something I, I say sometimes like sales is not for everyone. It's, you need to be motivated. You need to enjoy it. You need to love the challenge. And that's how you're successful in that role.
0: Yeah, no, I, That's a that's a great answer there as well. And I like the fact that you're continuously training and coaching and and this is just a question as a whole. Is, is just from a leadership standpoint, why do you feel like a leader, is, a lot of leaders don't focus on coaching and they stray away from that? I said something in the market I've seen a lot lately where people aren't actively coaching. They're just like, yeah, yeah, go do fifty dollars, go, go figure it out, instead of being like getting in the trenches with them. Why do you feel like that happens?
1: I think people are really thinking that they're too busy and mm-hmm. it's a lack of organization. Because genuinely, I think everyone wants, wants to be a good leader. Everyone yeah. wants. To coach people but i think it's a lack of organization that your calendar is busy you have to report to other managers you have to report for a business you have like certain targets to achieve and that's super stressful it's stressful for the reps because they have to create opportunities it's stressful for the manager because we have to close arr you know everyone is stressed but i think organization is key i always put in my calendar some block where it's whether for me to respond to some emails or for me to ensure to follow up on my projects or as well to put some training and coaching with sales enablement team and for me to communicate to the team. So by blocking your agenda, even if it's tough to put do not book in yeah. the
0: group. Yeah.
1: Do notebook. <laughs> I think it's good because it lets it lets you be creative and coach people. And you can use that time even like for yourself to really like te- step, uh, take a step back and think about your week, whatever you need to do. Um, but to block your calendar and organize yourself, then you have no excuses to not be available, I think.
0: And what what made you do that? Was it something was there a time where you became overwhelmed and you weren't organized and something bad happened? Like what made you get more product? more priority on the things that you do
1: um so my friends know that i'm a freak of organization i <laughs> create spreadsheets even for holidays they were very stressed about it i enjoyed so it so i need
0: you to come play all my parties that's what it sounds like
1: yeah <laughs> i will enjoy it like you look at my phone, i have reminders for everything even little things like
0: it's
1: just insane I'm not stressed with this, I just enjoy it. I don't rush yeah. people to do that because everyone say you're crazy. Um, but I've always been so organized. Even uh, when I was a student, I was part-time working as well um, as a cashier manager. So I was managing all the students that were um, in, like, in a big Tesco in France, it's called Auchan. Mm. And I had to handle this job and my studies. And from that time, I was very organized to really like say to people, can't go out, can't do this, need to work, need to study. So since that, I always like even block myself from doing other things.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's, and, and that's that sounds like it has helped you in your, your personal life as well, because so based on the activities that you do, and I think that's important for everybody listening as a leader. I think people think as, a, as an individual contributor, oh, I just need to organize my time, but no, as a leader, you need to organize your time as well, and that, that leads into this question too, you know, you being in a leadership role and doing it in multiple companies, you, you found yourself, you know, you said that story at the beginning, slipping, getting yourself into sales, why did you decide to go into leadership and not stay in an individual contributor role and and through that, what are some things that you've seen as obstacles in staying in a leadership role, and what have you seen as the benefits that you've stayed in this role as well?
1: It's a very good question. Um, I don't want to be cliche or anything there, um but I just love uh, leadership roles and I love mm-hmm. coaching people, seeing them grow. I know it sounds cliche, but I knew that from the beginning since i Uh, I had my first leadership role when I was a student. So that's why um, when I was studying in France, I stopped um, my studies in France and moved to Australia to do a master's of management that was available in Australia and not in France. Uh, I was very focused on developing those core, like theoretical uh, knowledge on management. So from that, I really just couldn't, like imagine myself being only individual contributors. I just wanted to share, help people, uh, and manage as well others to ensure like they are like succeeding in their career as well. And I think when you're really coming from a good place and you don't care about like title and these kind of things, it works very well. So sometimes you have to understand that you don't need a title to be a leader. So at Bloomberg I didn't start as in a leadership position but you can act as if like you can help people you can coach people you can train like the title will come at some point but Mm -hmm. you have to act before the title and that will really help you out at the end
0: yeah absolutely and and to, to wrap all this up question question i have for you is as you've been in this leadership role what, what for you, what has been the best advice that you've gotten from other leaders, maybe other women leaders that you would like to give to maybe other future leaders that are listening to this podcast right now. And they want to be in the same position as you.
1: Yeah. Um, that was, um, um, a good question. So I had a very good advice from my first manager. Uh, she told me to always be transparent and as well to put equality before anything else. So as a leader, And we are human. You will always get along with some people and maybe Mm -hmm. not with others. To remove all of this and think data, work ethics, and see how everyone is doing. And that really helped me to be successful, to, to make sure that I'm fair with everyone. And I don't think too emotionally about things. And it helps me to have as well quick decisions making in the process so and with transparency people know where they are at they know what to expect and there is no surprises at the end
0: yeah absolutely so Doreen thanks so much for breaking down where you see yourself in a leadership role how other people can get there and that advice at the end I think I think it's critical because you want to make sure that you have quality relationships but I think also as well you have the, the quality reps and you're giving them each direction is going to be different. And I think that's important. So lasting thing here, any shout outs, lasting piece of advice you want to give, any lasting tips you want to make before we get out of here?
1: Um, because we'll be talking about that a lot, it will be for women. Sorry for the rest. Um, to not be afraid, to not think twice about a new opportunity, uh, to not think that you don't deserve it, to always think that you have been working hard for this. And I did it myself when I got promotions and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be in that role. Maybe it's not for me. No, we should do it. And we should just act fast because others are not thinking twice about it. And we should be on the run.
0: Awesome. Well, Doreen, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and giving some insights to the audience. And as I always say, guys, keep dialing and I'll see you all soon. Thank you, Morgan.